Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live. It's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. The the title of today's message is this, Your Desert Doesn't Change Your Destiny. Your desert doesn't change your destiny. Some of you guys are going through a really hot, dry season. You feel like you're stuck in the desert. Uh, Some of you, you're like, you're kind of like losing your mind in the middle of the desert. What's going on out here? And, but, but here's the deal. Just because it's a hot, dry season does not mean that uh, it's going to stay that way for you. I, I, I want you to hear this. God has given you promises regarding the future, regarding really your destiny. And your desert that you're in right now does not determine and it doesn't change your destiny. It doesn't change it. Last week I spent three of the hot, three, the three hottest days of the year camping. Uh, the highs are between 103 and 108. And, you know, it's typical August. If you're going to go camping in August, that's just the way it's going to be in Texas. We can, we can handle that. And, and, I, and we all know how to adjust and adapt to that. But, uh, and, and, you know, part of the nice thing is you go to, a, to a campgrounds or a place like that, and you can get a nice cold shower. So you can take a shower about three times a day. Just go ahead and, 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 and sit and just get a cold shower. Another thing I was enjoying doing is I could take my lawn chair and put it out in the lake and just sit in the lake. And, and uh, I remember a long time ago seeing people do that. Like, they're crazy people. Like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to go sit in the lake. And then there's a little bit of a breeze that comes across the lake. feels so cool. It's 108 degrees outside. But that breeze just like, oh, this is nice. I'm feeling good. And you, 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 know, you adapt to it. Uh, I, I, I've, I've always thought, why is summer my favorite season? And why am I one of the guys that will go camping in the middle of August? Uh, and and I, 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 I really was asking myself that. I was like, that's just kind of weird. People actually think I'm weird for doing that. You're wrong. I'm not weird, all right? But see, I lived a good portion of my life in West Texas. And out in West Texas, it just gets hot. And spent plenty of time out there. But as, but as, a, as a kid and as a teenager, I mean... I didn't want to be stuck staying, staying in the house all the time. And who wants to do that? So I was outdoors all the time. I enjoyed the, the sun. I, I, just, I remember just going on adventure treks out in just the, the, the flat desert of Odessa. And then uh, later on when I lived in Alpine, climbing the, the desert mountains. And Dad was always saying, there's rattlesnakes out there. I was like, Dad, I'll dodge the rattlesnakes. All right, we're, we're going to make it. Uh, but but just, just to get up, my goal would be to get up to the top of the mountain. And you could feel a breeze up there. It was so nice. And I learned to take along all these. I would take along snacks and I would take along just gallons of water with me. And, and I learned to do those things as a kid. And so I think my brain, when, when summer hits, I'm like, yeah, this is good. It just makes me feel good and healthy. But, uh, but the truth is the desert, it's a dry and hot place. And some of you, you're in a desert time right now. You're in a dry, you're a hot place. Uh, you know, 
even with all of my experience as a kid, I never, never really had very much formal training on how to survive in the desert other, other than some stuff that my Royal Ranger commanders, that was a boys program that I was in as a kid, trained us in, but that really didn't, didn't stick very well. But, but taking my sons out to the Grand Canyon, and especially eight years ago when we took our big mega, mega trek uh, from the North Rim down into the canyon and hiking back up to a midpoint and, and camping, and it was a long, long, long time. 32 miles round trip. It was stinking hot. Start, start at the top and it's like 35 degrees in the morning and then and during the day between the canyon walls and certain places it would be 130. You know, so it was just, it was crazy temperature differences. But but uh, in preparing for that, I prepared myself as well as our boys for how to survive and thrive in the desert because you've got to be able to do that. Uh, you, you just, you have to be able to survive. You can't even carry enough water with you. So you've got to know how to find water out there and how, how to deal with all of that and stay healthy and how to keep potassium in you. You know, I, I, uh, you know those little banana chips that they, that they sell at stores. Well, that's, you know, if you like that as a crunchy snack, in my, in my opinion, you're kind of weird. But, uh, but, you know, that's actually to take with you so that you can pop potassium in you and, and stay, you know, stay actually nice and healthy. And, and so... So we, you know, we did all of that, and, and we learned about the importance of carbs and electrolytes and potassium and water and, and how to keep it all balanced out. You know, three bottles of water, one bottle of electrolyte, and you're going to stay just fine the whole time. And, uh, uh, but but here, here's the deal. You don't want to give up and die in the desert. You don't want to give up. In fact, you can't be on a desert trek and just right in the middle of it say, I give up, because that's the most dangerous thing you can do. Because those who die in the desert gave up in the desert. I'm challenging you today. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't. See, see if you die in the desert, the, the truth is you're, you're giving up on the methods of survival and thriving that you know to be real. Now, when it comes to our spiritual life, there are certain things that I shared last Sunday that you need to be doing if you're going to not only survive, but thrive. And those things are regular things. And if you're doing this stuff, if you're, if you're doing this regularly, you're not only going to survive the desert, but you're going to thrive in the desert. You know, other people who, who, uh, who do not survive in the desert are those who, who kind of abandon themselves and they get off track from, from, from everybody else and they're off, they're off on their own. You've heard plenty of stories like that. That. Or, or maybe, maybe just, just kind of just giving up emotionally and saying, I'm just going to sit, I'm going to camp. But here's the deal. If you're going to move into your land of destiny, if you're going to move into that destiny, you need to take personal responsibility for your future by thriving and surviving in the desert that you're in right now. I, and so part of this, guys, this is important, is is you need to begin to walk in your prophetic destiny. Walk in your anointing now, even though you're still in the desert. Now, there's a good example of this, and it's found in the book of Joshua. Uh, they were moving out of the desert where they had actually been for 40 years. Thank God you've not been in your desert season for 40 years. But they had been in the desert for 40 years, and they were moving into this land of promise. It was a promise from God, which was their destiny. And, but, but here's the deal. Just because they were in the desert, come on, many of you know the story, just because they were in the desert did not mean that the destiny, that the promise had been forfeited, all right? And, and I tell you what, they went through some bad stuff 
out there in the desert. They did. You go ahead and read it. I, I enjoyed it. I read through the book of Exodus recently, and it's like, man, it's like they just, they just went through so much. But, but they went through a lot, but that didn't mean their destiny. That didn't mean their promise was no longer good. See, get this. Get this in your heart. Your desert doesn't change your destiny. God's word to you, God's word is still God's word. And just because you're in a dry place, just because it's really hot and you're thirsty, does not mean that God forgot. It doesn't mean that God got distracted because some other problem somewhere else in the nation or the world. It doesn't mean that God is too busy with more important things. No, no, no. God's promise to you is God's promise. Can you get that? All right, now look at Joshua chapter 1, and I'm going to have you look at verse 13, because in Joshua 1.13, he says, I will give you, excuse me, Joshua 1.3, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. So you see, what God is telling Joshua here is, I've already given the promise, and sure, this thing, was, this promise was given a while back, and you guys have been in the desert. It's been miserable. The leader even died all this time. But the truth is, they got what God promised them in spite of the desert. You see that for your life. I need you to see that for your life. I was looking at some pictures the other day. I went through Instagram, and, and, uh, and I was just kind of put, I, I like to have the worst Instagram feed. Everyone else has these cool Instagram feeds, you know, of just perfection and beauty and all that kind of stuff. Mine's are just scruffy and ugly. I, 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 I'm not a photographer. I don't care. I just kind of like put stuff up for my life. But, but I, I was looking through Instagram back in January, and, and I saw some pictures, and I scrolled through the pictures, and it was of our dedication of the foyer area as we were dedicating that to the Lord. And, and, the, uh, and the, the coffee company that was here had just left, and, and and we hadn't begun anything in there. But one of the first things we did is I invited you guys to go into that room and take magic markers. You guys remember that? And write things on the wall, write promises of God, write scriptures on the wall. And I also encourage you to take pictures of that so you remember that moment. I hope some of you did take those pictures and didn't delete them from your camera. But, but, but I really hope that those things are there. And if they're not, begin to recall some of that that's in your heart because, you know, the thing is, as I look back, <laughs> when I saw those pictures, I'm like, yeah, that was like two years ago. In my brain, I thought that. But then I looked at the date, I was like, that was actually six months ago. That was just six months ago. I'm really seven. At seven, I, I did the math wrong. But that was just seven. And, and was I confident? I looked through every one of those things. Was I confident that God was speaking to me? Yes. I went back. To, am I still confident that God is still speaking to me regarding every one of those promises that I wrote on the wall out there? And I, my, my answer is yes, I am. In fact, looking at that just like revitalized my faith. What'd you guys write out there? What'd you put out there? What promises from God? What scriptures that would lead your, your way? What words for the year did you put out there that you saw on your faith horizon that was about to come? What did you write out there? Did you really hear from God? Well, if you did, go back to the word that God had given to you and begin to redig that well. Don't let that get stopped up. If you heard from God, and I think just about everybody did that wrote anything, because I didn't see any crazy nonsense out there. 
If you did, that word from God still stands, even though you're, you might be in the middle of the desert. Some of you are not in the desert, so you just need to be praying for all the people who are in the desert right now. But, but, it, but if that word from God is still real, then the desert does not change your destiny. So how are you going to do this? How are you going to get out of your desert? Well, we see some of the clues on this from Joshua chapter 1, which is actually one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. But, uh, but he does say this. And look, look up at, look at verse 7. Look down there. It says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 7, he starts off with those first two words, be strong. In fact, will you guys say those two words to me? Be strong. Now, that doesn't mean go to the gym and work out. Now, that may be what some people think, but that's not what it meant. It is these, these words, you need to be strong, make the choice that you are going to, here it is, be strong in the Lord. I'm not asking you to be strong in your own strength. Now, there are two, there are two forces of God that come to us that will strengthen us. The scriptures say they will empower us and give us authority. And so if you're going to walk in this strength, you're going to walk in this authority. There are two different sources of it. Uh, There are actually two Greek terms that we see in the New Testament. One is called dunamis. It's D-U-N-I-M-I-S. And dunamis is, is 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 a term that speaks of the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in you, that literally flows out of you. And that's why we want to be full of the Holy Spirit. So that spirit of of God is resident in us and it gives you strength, it gives you power, and it gives you the ability to move through and break through these whatever things that are going on. Now, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, the Holy Spirit is kind of like the electrolytes of the desert. If you're not putting that in you, it doesn't matter how much water you drink, you may die, of, uh, you may die out there because you got to keep the electrolytes going in you. And then there is a second type of, of power, of strength that God gives to you. And it is another Greek term. It's called exousia. It's like E-X-O-S, you know, E-X-O-U-S-I-A. But that exousia, it's very different form of power, but it's something that is very New Testament for the church as well. Not just the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, but it's exousia, which is a delegated authority that comes from being a part of what God is doing. That's why the the church family is so important because God delegates authority to you. For example, I have been delegated authority by people who are above me to be the pastor of the church. I could not pastor a function here if I had not received delegated authority that came from many and still, and still set up that way. And and we all receive delegated authority. And, th- and again, that has a lot to do with what's coming up in the days ahead for our church. So if you're going to be really functioning in your destiny, you also need to receive the delegated authority for you to thrive within the body of Christ because what you th- how you thrive in the body of Christ is what you're actually going to take out that's going to help you to, 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 uh, to go toward your destiny. Now, here's, here's the second one. So he says, be strong. Look at verse 7. Be strong. And he says, and very courageous. 
Now, I've taught on this before. Courage is not necessarily something you've got to psych yourself up and do. <laughs> you know, uh, there's, a, there's a good term uh, that, and I had a good, wonderful 10th grade English teacher that taught, uh, taught us about affixes. And she says, there is no book for this. I am going to be your teacher. And so she taught us these affixes the whole time and taught us that you'll be able to connect words together and put stuff together. You'll be able to figure stuff out other people won't for the rest of your life. And, and, and it's actually worked. But you think of that word courage, but you look, it's like, what are some of the words that, that use that, that, that word, that, that affect, that, that word courage? Well, another one that we find throughout all the scripture is encourage, encourage, which means you are, you have courage poured into you. Oh, this is good. You see, David in 1 Samuel chapter 30, when he came back from the desert, he came back and he saw his town destroyed and his family was gone and everything was burning and his men were turning against him. They were going to stone him. What did he do? He encouraged himself in the Lord, which then gave him the courage to go out. But it came from God. We also get our encouragement from the body of Christ. So if we're going to be strong and very courageous, stop telling yourself that you're just going to psych yourself up to be courageous because that's going to last a millisecond because you need that encouragement that comes from God and that comes from God's people, all right? That courage is going to get you through the desert. Just get that injection of courage. Be encouraged in the Lord. Be encouraged in the Lord. Be encouraged in the Lord. Some of you need to set aside, you just need to put it on your calendar because you guys, most of you are so driven by your calendars, you, don't, you wouldn't know what to do if you didn't have your calendar in front of you. So just put it on your calendar. I'm going to get some encouragement time from the Lord. I'm going to block that time in right here. Put it in there. And you have an appointment. You have an appointment with God. Someone says, hey, I need for you to do such and such. Like, I'm sorry, I got an appointment during that time. <laughs> you got that appointment with God. I, and you know what? I'm dead serious. Sometimes you may call me up. It's like, I need to meet with you. It's like, well, I have an appointment. You don't know what that appointment is, but I guarantee you, if, if I'm telling you I have an appointment, there is something that's there. It's just a little secret. Y'all, y'all okay with me doing that? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. But you, 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 you've got to spend time with God and with others that are going to encourage you in the desert. And I, I really believe it's more important now than ever before. Okay, let's look at it again. Joshua 1, 7, let's look at it again. Be strong and very courageous. Then he goes on to say, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. In other words, that you may be successful as you walk out of the desert. Do you get that? You see, These are words for a wise person who is going to move out of the desert. You want success, right? Okay, then here's the key. You need to be careful to be obedient to the word of God. And and you're going to see over the days ahead, as we begin moving forward as a church, it's going to be critical that we learn the word, that we know the word, that we grow in it, that we allow ourselves to be discipled in the word of God and to be equipped in the word of God. Look at this, look at this. Uh, Joshua chapter one, verse eight, keep reading. He says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. And then he says, meditate on it. If you highlight things in your Bible, circle, underline, get the circle, underline that word, meditate. Meditate on it day and night that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be what? 
prosperous and successful. How, where's that going to happen? That's going to happen in the promise. That's going to happen in the place of destiny. But you have to be, be meditating on the word of God before you get there. Now, when I say meditating, some of you may think, well, that means I'm going to have to like go do yoga and I'm going to have to do things with my fingers and sit and twist and all that kind of stuff. Like, no, you don't have to do that. If you do that, good for you. But I think, you know, that's just like way too much for me. I, I don't have any time for that. And I certainly am not going to, you know, talk to spirit guides. That, that's, that, that stuff, that part is actually demonic. Uh, but uh, that's a whole other sermon. But, but you know what? He says it right there. You're going to be prosperous and successful because the desert is not your destiny. And in order to do that, you are also going to have to meditate on God's word. I mean, just make it a choice that you're going to meditate. For some of you, this is going to be a change of the way that you do things. You might say, well, I'm a hearer of the word and I do the word. But, if, but you're not going to be able to function, according to Joshua 1.8, you're not going to be able to function daily in the word unless you actually meditate on it. That, that means to consume it, of course, and to, to read it every day. And, and really, in today's culture, there's no excuse to say I can't or I don't have time to do that. But to take individual scriptures. Here, here God speaks to everybody individual. God speaks to us corporately, but God also speaks to us individually. And and that individual word you get from God, which will which should be attached to scripture... That, that word from God that you get, get that scripture and begin to meditate on it. Uh, memorize it. Just like write it down. Put it somewhere where you're going to see it regularly. I will even take scriptures like that and I put it into my calendar so it pops up on my phone. So I'm looking at a scripture all the time. And, and, and just find creative ways to get it massaged into your heart. One of my favorite scriptures is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I like that. I, I, all my children, I trained them in that when they were very young. That was one of the first scriptures they learned after honor your father and your mother. But, uh, but they, they, they learned this, and, and, it, and it's, it's, it's critical for us. But, but you know what? I started having fun with that verse. I started having a lot of fun with it because that scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But, but if, I, if I meditated on it, I was like, I I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then it's like, wait, there's a do in there. I can do, I can do, I, 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 that's a verb. I can do, I mean, that's, that's, that's movement right there. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then I go on to look a little bit further. I can do how many things? All, all things, I, I, I can do all things, all things. But then like, well, but I can't do it on my own. I mean, Walt Disney says, if you dream it, you can do it. Woo, you know, so no, that's a bunch of jerk. That's just, that's a, I was going to say that was a bunch of jerk, but jerk isn't the word. That, he's not a jerk. I don't, know, I don't know, because I never knew him. But that's just a bunch of, that's a bunch of trash. That's, that's garbage. That's not true. But, but you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So I can do all things through Christ. That's going to keep my focus in the right place. It's not about me trying to force myself and trying harder. It's about through Christ. And what does Christ do? He strengthens me. Okay, I'm stronger. I'm stronger. I've got more of that dunamis. I've got more of that exousia. I am stronger. You get it. So you can get into a scripture and just begin to tear it apart and read it and say it different ways and interject your, your name into it. Tim can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. And then you get that in you and you can't stop saying it. 
you just can't stop saying it. It's going to be in you. All right, now, now, now I want you to go back up to Joshua chapter 1, verse 3. Go back up to verse 3 and take a look at this. Because we jumped past this, but I want you to see this. He says at the beginning of that verse, he says, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Now, we talked about the promise part a minute ago, but I want to look back at that other part. It says, every place where you set your foot. If you're in the desert and you're just sitting there baking in the heat, you need to get off your hiney and you need to start moving. Like, but it's hot. Take a step. Take another step. Take a step. Keep moving forward. That's God's word to you right now. Keep moving forward. This is not the season to put life on pause. Keep moving forward because every place where you set your foot, get this, this is critical. Your destiny is tied to wherever you place your foot. And the scripture, the, the, what, what that actually means is that means wherever you walk forcefully. It doesn't say why, however you walk, pridefully or arrogantly, but it's forcefully saying, this is God's territory, and I'm moving forward, and God's hand is on me. It, may not, it still may be a desert. The sand may be hot. The sun may be beating down on me, and, I, and, and I, I'm thirsty, but I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. I, uh, when we were coming out of the Grand Canyon uh, eight years ago, Ian was the only one who came out with no injuries or anything like that. We were all injured and wounded, uh, all, of, all the older people. Ian's 14 years old at the time. And, uh, and, and we, were, we were, it's like the last two miles. And the temperature was already beginning to drop. I mean, it felt wonderful. It was like probably in the 50s. And, and so it felt so good to finally be in cooler temperatures and big tall trees. Ah, we're coming out of this, this, this desert hole, and, but we still have a couple miles of hiking straight up, to, up out of this canyon. It's like, Ian, you, you're like, you stay way ahead of us all the time, and how do you do this? <laughs> we wanted the key to his success, you know. What's the mystery key? What is the secret sauce? Because we're all like limping, and oh, God help us. And I'm serious, it was, it was that bad. Uh, yeah, it was that bad. But... He just said, well, I just keep singing a song in my heart. And I just keep putting one foot in front of the other. He says, I just think of that little old Christmas song, put one foot in front of the other. You know, those of you who are 45 and above know that song. Yeah. Exactly. Get a song in your heart. Keep putting one foot. Because wherever you walk, that's where your destiny is. You have to play a role in its fulfillment. You have to believe the promises that God gave you are for you specifically. And God wants to fulfill his promises in your life and for your life. You need to begin to claim the promises of Jesus for your life. I, I'm serious. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. This is a scripture to remember, to get into your heart. It says this. It says, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. So Christ says, yes, you're keeping your focus on me. The promises are yes. And so we say, amen. Amen is a high Hebrew word of praise, which means this. It means, so be it. 
whatever God says is done. Whatever I come into agreement with God, it's as good as done, even though I don't see it in front of you. That's why we pray our prayers and say, in Jesus' name, because Jesus has said yes. And then we said, amen, amen, amen. So be it. We come into alignment with Jesus. We come into alignment with his word. We have spoken it with our mouth. Some of you got to start speaking that truth out of your mouth. Speak it out of your mouth. It is yes and amen to the glory of God. In other words, to the glory of God, what that means is that in the end, God's going to get the glory, not you. Not you. Someone's going to say, how in the world did you do this? It's like, it's God. It's God. God's all over this thing. Here, here's the deal. Some of you need to begin to search the scriptures. You need to begin to do it today. Don't say you're going to do it Monday. No, do it today. Begin to search the scriptures for anything regarding your situation. Take those scriptures, write them down, and begin praying those scriptures and trust that God is going to bring it to pass in your life, you see? Because your desert doesn't determine your destiny. It doesn't stop your destiny. It's still out there. Here's some things. You know, Titus chapter 1, verse 2. These are not on the screen. You got to write some stuff down. Titus 1, 2 tells us this. God cannot lie. Some of you need to get that in your heart. Did God lie to me? God cannot lie. Titus 1, 2. Another thing, Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 says this. God does not change his mind. Well, I was thinking, no, that's us that change our mind. God doesn't change his mind. See, that's why your destiny is still ahead regardless of your desert. And it's for you. And, and there, there are scriptures for your family. There are scriptures for your church that you need to, to hold on to. See, you can rely on God's, um, let's just call it his destiny promises. You can rely on those destiny promises that he's given to you because Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 tells us God is faithful. And God says in Romans chapter 12 verse, excuse me, Romans chapter 4 verse 21, he says, I am determined to bring this to pass. I am going to bring these promises to pass. But again, you guys got to do your part. Do your part. Do your part. Here it is, real quick. Here's the part you've got to do. Search the Bible and find these destiny promises that are connected to the things God said. That's why you should attach things to Scripture. Believe, some of you, you're, you need to believe God or you are believing God for healing or provision or protection or salvation or unfailing love or wisdom. And, and those are the things you need to find Scriptures, attach that to that and begin to, to, to have Scripture, the Word of God attached to it. You've got to couple up with the Word of God. If it's not in the Word of God, then we need to talk about that, all right? Number two is to meditate on God's promises. Meditate on these promises. Remember, Joshua 1, 8, meditate. That word meditate, again, it means to, to, to think deeply and to, to think carefully about something for a, a period of time. Just to stay on that. Focus your mind on a particular Scripture that you're trusting God for. Then you'll begin to see how big of a God you really do serve. Here's the third thing. Personalize God's destiny promises. Personalize them. When there's a scripture that's in there, I mean, you begin to personalize it. Just personalize it. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. Very well-known scripture that we often talk about regarding the crucifixion or regarding communion. But it says he was crushed for our iniquities. He was, he was uh, his, the punishment that brought him us peace was put on him and by his stripes we are healed by his wounds we're healed well actually some of you need to turn that around and you need to put your you in there you need to say 
he was crushed for my iniquities. In other words, Jesus has already paid the price for your sins. Some of you have been struggling with that. That's keeping you in the desert. He already paid the price for it. It says the punishment that brought me peace was upon him. In other words, you can have peace. Just begin to say, the punishment that brought me peace is put on Jesus. So I get to have peace. My peace is in him. My peace is in him. And by his wounds, I am healed. Some of you, your destiny is to believe me for a healing. By his wounds, you are healed. Here's the fourth thing, is begin to speak these destiny promises daily. Say it out loud. There is power in the spoken word. The creation did not even come into being until God, what? Spoke. God spoke and things happened. Oh, man, all over the place. It's all over the place. All through the Bible, you speak and things happen. All right. I, you know, can, is it okay to think a prayer? I think it is. But you know what? Some of you need to stop thinking your prayers. You need to start speaking them. I, I'm serious. There's no place, I'll just tell you, there's no place in the Word of God where God says, think about something, and then it'll come to pass. I know there are sometimes you're not going to be praying out loud because, like, you're going to think you're crazy. And, uh, but you need to be saying it out loud. You begin to say it out loud. Speak those destiny promises by faith. And, and there are some words some of you have been saying over your future because of the desert that you're in. It's things like, well, I'll never, or I can't, or I'm doomed. You know what? What you are is you're speaking your own negative destiny. You're, you're telling yourself, I'm going to be stuck in this desert forever. You need to stop that nonsense. And you need to begin to say, I am blessed. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My family is blessed. My business is blessed. Some of you need to tomorrow to walk around that business. It's like, well, I don't have a, 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 an office. Don't walk around your computer. Put it in the middle of the floor and do a Jericho march around it. That's weird. Nobody will see you, but just do something. Begin to say, God is going to work a miracle, and I am standing with God on this. For me, oh, God has given me a vision that there's going to be a time when thousands of people are going to come to Christ through this ministry. And I confess that. I walked that. I walked around this building. I walked around this building yesterday, and nobody knew I was marching around the building. They thought I was just some dude walking through town. But I was walking around this. Thousands and thousands will come to Jesus because of what is being ignited here and what will happen here. Yeah, you guys got that. Oh, come on. Now's the time to do this. And, and the fifth thing is, is something I haven't mentioned yet today is just stay patient. Stay patient regarding that destiny promise. A good scripture for you to look up is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. Listen to this. This, Just listen to this. He says, you need to persevere. Persevere. Maybe be patient, but keep taking steps, okay? You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and he will not delay. But my righteous one will live. That's you. You will live by faith. That means you can't see it, but you're going to keep taking steps. You can't see it, but you're going to keep saying it. And then, oh my goodness, this is powerful. The word of God is this. He says, I He says, I, as God, I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. I'll tell you what, 
Do not shrink back in this season. God is calling out a remnant of his church that is not only going to, to cr- cause the church to thrive in the days ahead, but you are going to be a light set, set up high and people are going to look to you and they're going to look to you for wisdom. They're going to come to your business. They're going to look for help. They're going to look for, for reassurance in your neighborhood, in the, in the city. I expect it and I believe it for you. Do not shrink back because God takes no pleasure in that. It might take a little while for some of these destiny promises to come to pass, but you need to do it. Regardless of what your desert looks like right now, and no matter how stinking dry it is, God is faithful and he has promised he will never leave you nor forsake you. Get this in your heart. Your desert doesn't change your destiny. I'm going to ask us right now in this room to begin to cry out to God for his destiny promises. Some of you right now, I, I, I think the appropriate thing to do is for you just to sit quietly before God because we're, we're going to pray here in just a second. But I want you, some of you need to sit quietly for God. Don't put your notes away because you're about to do some writing. Begin to, to write out a few things or get your phones out, whatever. Just don't start texting people or reading Twitter, okay, or playing games. I'm going to smack that phone out of your hand. No, I wouldn't do that, but I'd think about it begin to write a few things out that are destiny promises for you. Make them specific. In fact, all of this room right now, I'm just praying. Those of you who are watching online, I'm praying, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that, that, that there will be a spirit of revelation that dreams, that destinies, promises from God that we feel have been thwarted because of a desert season, that those dreams will become reality, that you, God, you do not change. Your promises are yes, and we say amen. And God, we are in agreement with you, and you take no pleasure in one who shrinks back. God, we're not going to shrink back. God, if we have to spend 40 years in the desert, we're moving forward because there is a destiny. There is this dream. There is this promise that we have. Come on, write it down. Write them down. Write a few of them down right now. Even if it's just one, write it down. Write it down because this is something you're going to hold on to. This is something you're going to grab hold of. You're going to attach scripture to it if you've not yet done so. And you're going to begin to see these realities take place. And you're going to take steps daily to move toward this destiny. Jesus name in Jesus name while you're writing that out first of all I want to say this if you're here this morning and you're not in right relationship with Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is not the Lord of your life there's sin in your heart there's sin in your life I want to give you an opportunity to make things right before God before we move on any further so if you're not serving Jesus and you're you want to make the decision to serve him today what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to do something really simple for me and that's to lift your hand because I want to pray with you and I want to join my faith with you thank you who else that's me today. I want to move forward. I, I'm, I'm done with the sin in my life. I'm going to serve Jesus. If you lifted your hand, I want you to pray that pray this prayer with me. Come on. If, if, you, if you're online, if you're, you're seeing this service, pray this prayer with me. Give your life to Jesus. Dear Jesus, come on. In fact, I want everyone in this room to say this as encouragement to those who are praying it right now. Dear Jesus, please forgive my sin. Cleanse me from my unrighteousness. I give my life to you. I choose to live in you. I thank you, Jesus, that your blood has washed me clean. And I choose today to serve you, to live for you, to pivot my life so that I'm no longer controlled by the stuff that controlled me in the past. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. 
Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.